All right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, new Cycle and Fanatic podcast today. Really excited about this one. We're calling it a Saturday morning podcast. Make it post a little bit earlier. But this is the it's the first Saturday morning podcast of the summer because we have a sponsor. Yes. Iowa Pork, our friends at the Iowa Pork Producers, uh, they've, they've come on board for another year. And we look forward to doing a lot of fun stuff with them, with tailgates, football season. Uh, you'll hear about them on the podcast. You'll hear some of their guys on the podcast and gals. So we thank our friends at Iowa Pork. I'm going to absolutely be grilling some pork. It's going to be like 110 all weekend. What, what, would, what goes better with that than a cold beer and a pork loin? That I do not know, my friends. So thanks to Iowa Pork for that. We're in the Carl Chevrolet studio, a.k.a. the Cyclone Fanatic office. We are making a badass studio that will be ready, hopefully within a month, where we can do some streaming on Facebook Live. And uh, we've got the cool microphones, and we, got a, we even ordered a special table. So the uh, Carl St- Chevrolet Studios will be, uh, as the kids say, lit, coming up here within about a month. Jared Stansbury joins me, as does intern Brandon. You know what else is lit? What? Trading in your vehicle at Carl Chevrolet. <laughs> Boom! I finally taught you how to do a read. That's great. You nailed it, man. Thanks. That's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> They got a great trade-in deal, don't they? Yeah, they have a new Carl. program at Carl Chevrolet. Carl Chevrolet is Stewart. Or if they don't have the pre-owned vehicle they are looking for on their lot, they will go out and find the vehicle for you. That's great. Where That's great. They, it's just the same as if they did have it on the lot. They'll do an interview with you to understand what you want, give you pricing and all that stuff. And then they're going to go out and find it. And they hope to have it within 10 days. So they want you to let them do all of the hard work. And then at the end of the day, it's still backed by Carl Chevrolet. Because you know what? Carl Chevrolet is your dealer for life. And there's nobody else that you should ever even consider. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. You can learn more about that at carlchevrolet.com or carlchevroletstewart.com. Or you could just go out there to the lot, exit 90 in Ankeny at The Rock, or out in Carl Chevrolet. Intern Brandon is here for his second podcast. Of the summer. We've challenged intern Brandon who I believe is an elite college football mind. What, what do you think of, uh, of RPOs? Can you break down an RPO for us? Do you want me to do like a play-by-play? Like yeah, there's many more visuals with like, we, I need a yellow marker and start circling things. Yeah, like. the telestrator. Mm-hmm. We need Brandon to do a podcast with Jay Jordan. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. It would only be six hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Intern Brandon is nuts. He, like the couple of days on the job... We're sitting in here, and he's like, man, I really feel like Louisiana Monroe is really going to be a pain in the ass for the clones this year. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, why? And two, how in the hell do you know that? Yeah. Intern Brandon creates, like, fantasy college football power rankings, like positions. Well, you asked, correct? Him, you asked him why, and then he immediately could tell you who Louisiana yeah. Monroe's quarterback was. There are two leading receivers. It, it, oh, yeah. It was like, who, what, what are you talking they about? They got this redshirt freshman tight end. You know, he's, he's an elite pass catcher. He needs to work on his blocking a little bit, but they've got a new tight end coach <laughs> who I think will really, really help him out a lot. Intern Brandon is a sicko. Like, every, every like, Saturday and Sunday – 
intern Brandon is sending us text message pictures or in our Slack of like which like Sunbelt team he's studying up on. While drinking his morning coffee. Yeah. Sitting by the pool, reading about Arkansas State's <laughs> uh, defensive line. This is intern Brandon. I'm glad to be here, honestly. I'm just waiting for Jared to tear me apart with these. Still don't trust him about Kansas, but hey. <laughs> He's still bitter. I, uh, we'll get we, through it. I, we got to talk a little bit about the Kansas take. Oh, I got some Kansas in here. I'm kind of with you a little bit on Kansas, believe it or not. So we've challenged intern Brandon today on the Saturday morning podcast. CycloneFanatic.com podcast network. Of course, we're courtesy of Iowa Pork. We wanted you to come at Phil Steele. Like, go through the Phil Steele, they call it the Bible, and blow it to pieces. Blow it to smithereens. Find what you disagree with the great Phil Steele on. So, having said that, let's rock. Do you have them in, like, order, or is this just random? It's whatever came to my mind. Like, you told me this idea, I I opened a document, and it was like, chugged a cup of coffee, let's roll. Hold on, let's tell everybody what we're drinking. (laughs) <laughs> on the Saturday we, morning podcast. Should we go by, like, caffeine? Like, which has yeah. the most? Yeah, which one's Jared the most? Well, I, have, I have the least. At home, 114 grams of milligrams of caffeine. In a Red Bull. In a Red Bull, yeah. What do you got? What are you cracking over there, I got the intern Brandon? Sugar-free Monster. We're looking at about 140 per can. I got the uh, Celsius Heat, uh, 300 milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, you've doubled up, Brandon. You've nearly tripled up me. You're going to be... Bouncing off the walls. And I've already had half a pot of coffee before <laughs> I came. You know what the, like, daily recommended amount of coffee is, or, like, caffeine you're supposed to have in a day? What? Up to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day appears to be a safe for most healthy adults. Well, I'm <laughs> under that with my Celsius. Yes. Okay, but what about the half a pot of coffee you already drank? <laughs> that's assuming I just keep it to a pot. I usually drink at least a full pot every yeah. day. And that's assuming I, I don't have it stop by a Smoky Row and get Americano before I go on the air. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Which is probably another 150 by itself. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) die. All right, intern Brandon. And uh, I encourage you all to follow intern Brandon on Twitter. Alba Brandon. You should should create an intern Brandon one. Just completely. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just give hot takes only. (laughs) That would be funny. No, we'll just, we're just going to keep pumping this one up. Um, What's your first, uh, where do you disagree with Phil Steele? So I stayed in the Big 12 for the first one because that's the first one that I saw that was like, no. Um, TCU projected to finish third in the Big 12. And you guys have seen it. I've been hating on TCU in our Slack chat. Yeah. I just, I feel like, so Athlon, Jared has Athlon's pulled up over there. And they have Iowa State finishing third, which I feel like I would either take Iowa State or Baylor. It's more realistic at third than TCU for me. So Athlon has TCU picked at at eight and four and sixth, but they also have four teams at eight and four mm-hmm. so it's kind of a toss it's funny because i actually have a little bit of a monologue written out for my radio show it's funny we didn't plan on this um about like what i want from a college football program these days and this is what i have about gary patterson I swear to god okay. gary patterson is going through a midlife crisis it's like he cheated on his wife when he went all spread out with that Big 12 up-tempo look. He's got to get back to his fundamentals, defense. We started to see that a little bit, but I'll be interested to see if he stays true to it. It's like his wife and him are attending church again, and he's going to reap the success of that if he stays on track. 
I just, I, like, I don't think it's a matter of TCU's defense. Brandon's moving around too much. I'm getting all excited. It's the 140 milligrams of caffeine coursing <laughs> through my veins. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like they have no answers at quarterback. What about the Duggan kid? What about Council Bluff's own? Council Bluff. Hawkeye 10. As much as I'd love to see him to play, it's like, why? So Matthew Baldwin transfers there, right? Why go and get him eligible if you have four guys already in your quarterback room? Don't they have Alex Delton, too? Yeah. Yeah. But they have a lot of quarterbacks. They have a lot of quarterbacks. They're going to have five guys in their room that are probably capable of playing. So both. where do you fundamentally disagree? Like, you've got, he's got him at third. Where do you have him? I'd say probably fourth or fifth. Okay. I, I don't so really think it's not that, that crazy. It's not difference. that major yeah. of a difference, but I don't see him finishing third. Okay. Intern Brandon is anti-TCU. What's, what's next? So I want your guys' opinion. What's your, if you had to power rank one through five, the power five conferences, Ooh. go. Uh, the SEC probably number one. Yeah, yep. I would put the SEC one. I'd probably put the Big 12 two or Big 10 two. I would put the Big 10 two. Okay. Big 12 three. But it just so like these get Pack tricky. Twelve five. Well, where do you put? Yeah, where do you put? Like Clemson's the best team. Yeah, but I think the ACC's garbage. Yeah, I would put the ACC four just because everybody else sucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's I would go SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve. I don't know. Big Twelve could pop the Big Ten this year because I think Texas and Oklahoma are both playoff type teams. Yeah. Um. And then ACC, Pac-12. So, Steele has it, if I remember right, mine wouldn't pull up, but it was SEC 1, Big Ten 2. Um, the 3 was Pac-12, ACC 4, Big 12 5. Come on, Steele. How do you have the Pac-12 third? That's a, thank you. <laughs> that's, a, that's what made me mad. So, I think it's toughest conference rankings. The 3, 4, 5 is wrong. That, I mean, just... How, how do you justify having the Pac-12 third? third who i think oregon will be a pretty good won't they i don't even know I, I really don't know i, Wa I washington washington state so like the way i looked at it is like this you wazoo's gonna be good this year yes they will they have gage grubrib he i think he was from eastern washington and he put up stupid numbers so if he's he, their quarterback yeah he's gonna so leach is gonna just turn him into a monster if he can do the same thing he did with Minshew, and the thing was Minshew wasn't even that good at ecu yeah and then he turned into a monster. So if you can turn it's, him into a monster. It's, it's Leech. Utah's yeah, going to be Leech. good, apparently. It does seem like a deep conference if you, if you go that way. Again, like these conference rankings, though, like do you go with the best teams or do you go with the deepest? Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of garbage teams in the Big Ten. But I think that they have more depth now. The Big Ten's better in the West this year, in my opinion, than it is the East, which is crazy yeah. to think about a couple of years ago. You wouldn't have said that. Yeah, all. but I truly think, like, one through five in the Big Ten West is actually a really good league now. So, like, the and then you look at, like, the Big 12, and my rating for the Big 12 is always, like, there's really no bad teams other than Kansas in the Bass. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. All those teams have been competitive. So do you go – do you lean more with the top-heavy stuff? Like, does Clemson automatically put the ACC into a certain category because they're the best team in the country? Or do we look at the league as a whole? I looked at the league as a whole because I think the top – so what I looked at is like this. I looked at which teams from those three conferences made bowl games last year. Pac-12 had six teams. Big 12 had seven. Like, I just went six wins. And then the ACC had 11. Well – but they also get four yeah, non-conference non or cupcake games. Yeah. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. But it's like... That's the stupidest thing about college football, that these leagues have different, like, 
like some are playing eight games, some are playing nine. I hate that. Mm-hmm. It's un- it's unfair. It kind of creates like you could play four terrible teams and you're already got to win two of your next eight games to make a bowl. Yeah. It, it that's a that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I'm a little bit Big 12 bias, and I think that the grind, like the factor in the grind of having to play everybody, because that's clearly more difficult than not. Everybody knows each other so well. You know, tendencies. These coaches know each other so well. See, and even think about which one is it? Which division is Clemson not in? They're in the coastal, right? Yeah, they and they have like the second. They're in the leaders. They literally, uh, like Clemson has the second best team in the ACC on their side in Syracuse. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. But you get, I mean, you think it. Think about the way that other division has been. Even when Florida State was really good, Clemson was usually pretty good. But it was those two were so far, like head and shoulders above mm-hmm. everybody else. Now Clemson will play like Duke or something in the ACC title game, and they'll win seventy to seven. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and. Like, you look at that other division, everybody could be bowl eligible because, all, yeah, like you said, they got to win two games. Well, for a school like Duke or North Carolina or whoever, it's not that tough for them to go out and beat, you know, Florida State, as mm-hmm. bad as Florida State has been, or some of those uh, – Georgia Tech. What's Georgia Florida Tech State, hasn't been great. Intern Brandon, does Florida State make an uptick this year? They should. They literally had the worst offensive line I've ever seen, and it's – saying a lot for a guy wearing an Iowa State shirt. I know. I was actually thinking that in my head. But it's like they have talent everywhere. I mean, Alex Hornibrook just transferred in, which is a Wisconsin quarterback. I don't know how great he is. I I mean, all he did was hand off the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you have James Blackman, who's solid when given the chance. You have Cam Akers in the backfield, who is an animal. I mean, he had a really good freshman year. Cam Akers should have gone to Iowa State. Is that your hot take? Hot take. Mm. It's like they have talent, especially with Bryles being the OC. But... I mean, if the offense looks how it looks when Bryles can make it oh, look, you, you know you're what I mean? a big fan of covering up rape? Oh, jeez. Wow. Wow. Right on my forehead. It really is clear. <laughs> <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> just so aggressive right at my forehead. It's the Celsius. <laughs> it's going to be like. Allegedly. Alleged, it's going to be like in one month, it's going to come out and say those have been like FDA, like <laughs> shut down. No one should be drinking those. There's like three chemicals that were found. If you, That's if actually you, fake news. Um, it says seven essential vitamins. <laughs> And it's it's proven to be healthy for you. Proven by who? Six, we talked about this. Six published <laughs> university studies on the Celsius. What did you say? It was like Phoenix, yeah, Kaplan. Univer- university of Phoenix, Kaplan University, ITT Tech, <laughs> AIB in Des Moines. All right, what's next, intern Brandon? All right, so as much as I love the small schools, I kind of was caught off guard by this. So Louisiana Lafayette was rated eighth in Phil Steele's running back units, ahead of. Arizona State. <laughs> I love it. I love it. North Carolina, Oregon, and West is, Virginia. Is Louisiana Lafayette the team Iowa State plays? No, that's no they play Louisiana you on Monroe. Monroe. Oh, okay. oh, that was a Monroe. whole other thing. All right, all right. I was gonna say, geez. Now I'm now I'm actually like paying Concerned. attention here. No, but if the look. great Phil Steele has him ranked that high. Well, let's hear what intern Brandon says. We disagree here. I just so they're loaded. Like, don't get me wrong. Lafayette's running backs were productive, but they're also playing in the Sun Belt, so it's like. Are they really that productive? Like, it's th- kind of like if a um, my friend Eric Murphy once said he's an old sportscaster. He goes, "If you're a sportscaster in Montana, are you really a sportscaster <laughs> if nobody watches?" <laughs> that that's actually really sad. I feel bad <laughs> that's for those really guys. Sad. Oh, dude, the the this the absolute worst jobs in the world. Like, if you if you want to get into this business, 
you most of the time you were lucky you didn't have to go to some whole yeah i mean i did but at least i was at a good station like where people like they actually had some money and they treated and they cared okay and yeah yeah like and i was from there so it was, but those guys that have to go as to long like, as you don't piss off chuck grassley or steve <laughs> king no, steve king's the one who i pissed off yeah but that's okay i wear that as a badge of honor <laughs> true story i was once suspended because of steve king but that's a whole other deal um the um the guys who have to go to like idaho yeah and be in work for basically like sixteen thousand dollars a year and work 70 hour weeks as sports guy you that's the way most guys have to do it and gals it is an absolutely brutal business i mean think about some of the people that have come through here that's probably yeah. how they feel about coming to Iowa. Well, I mean, yeah, but then most people, when they get here, they like it, though. Yeah. That's why it's hard to get jobs here, because people generally stay. Yeah. But anyways. Okay, so you're upset with the Louisiana Monroe running back rankings. Lafayette. Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Um, you are heavily disagreeing with Mr. Steele. Mainly because the whole sum up factor is like, yes, Trey Regis, um, Elijah Mitchell, both those guys are pretty much Two over names a thousand I will years. never remember. Never remember. Elijah ever. Mitchell. I mean, keep an eye on him and the Heisman, but go ahead. <laughs> Dark horse. No, it will be like, they're both like over a thousand yards or pretty close to. So, and then their third running back was like, I think he ran for like 750. So like they're How many times do they run per game? A lot. A lot. Yeah. But... They were really productive, but the way I look at it, it's like you. So I combined Regis and Mitchell's stats. They went for 353 like attempts, um, 2100 yards, and 21 touchdowns. The main one I had was them being ahead of Arizona State. You have Eno Benjamin in that backfield, who had 300. Old friend alert. Oh yeah. He uh, went to Iowa for a while. Well, he didn't go. He was committed. Well, yeah, he was committed. Then he went on the went on a visit, and Kirk Kirk told him not to come. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. But, uh, but Brian Ferentz went on cake, but they don't do that stuff. No, no. If you have an offer to Iowa, it is a true offer. They never, they never screw around like that. Right. So, yeah, he's, he's an animal. He went for 300 carries, 1,600 yards, and 16 touchdowns. They're, that one guy is almost just as good as both their stats combined. And I know there's different ways to look at it, but. See, I, did, I mean, you're, you're going through the Phil Steele, Bender and Brandon. It's, it's like a Sunday afternoon. You're, you're sipping on your coffee. And you're, these running back rankings are egregious because of where Louisiana Monroe is. Lafayette. Lafayette. I think they don't even go as Lafayette anymore. I think it's just Louisiana. Yeah, um, the University of Louisiana. No, they're, let's be honest. They're always Lafayette. <laughs> the okay. Raging Cajuns. Yep. All right, so intern Brandon is not a fan of the Louisiana Lafayette running back rankings. Mm-mm. Okay. What's next? So this that's, one. That's the best one by far. <laughs> this is where things get a little dicey. Oh. Um, yeah, have, yeah. I led into it. We, like haven't, even, we haven't even gotten dicey yet. Oh, okay. So um, Phil Steele's preseason's All-Americans. So I used a lot of cross-referencing. Things got a little weird. Yeah, um, 20, it happens. 2018, his worst picks. He had Felton Davis as a, in his preseason All-American. He only had 776 yards a season before. Who is that? Felton Davis, Michigan State guy. Okay. Now, he was hurt but last year, so he didn't obviously make it. He had Jared Stidham. I know Jared Stidham, former Baylor. Yeah, another Baylor. uh, Yeah. (laughs) He didn't do anything wrong. He was just a player. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's now Well, I I think there were plenty of Auburn. (laughs) 
some of those guys actually did some wrong things too. <laughs> well, I know, but I, I'm just going off of the uh, Pepper Hamilton report, and Jarrett Stidham's not oh, yeah. implicated in anything. Remember Sean Oakman? Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, he's probably in jail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, now that I think about it, he might probably be in prison. Yeah. For a long time. <laughs> so, um, okay, where are we? Where so, yeah, I was going through. He had in 18, he had Jared Sidham as that quarterback, or like an All-American quarterback. He finished as the 42nd quarterback in passing yards. Not even close. He had Javon Durante, FAU receiver, as a preseason All-American. He finished 64th in receiving yards the following season. Okay. He had Penny Hart, finished 135th the following year as a receiver in yards. I'm like, you need to tell us where these people play. Penny Hart, Georgia State. Okay. Javon Durante, FAU. Okay, yeah. Okay. Dude, okay. Phil Steele is like digging deep too for his All American team. Yeah, he what, is. Kind of, what kind of person thinks <laughs> I, that they're putting like I FAU see, receiver on the All American team? Well, I, I could see just like from purely statistical standpoint why mm-hmm. you would do something like that. The the Stedham one, I actually have some sympathy for because oh. I I think I put ten bucks on him for the Heisman last year just because he had incredible odds and it's Gus Malzahn. Yeah, that that's that, the only reason that, I did mm-hmm. that. And that it was probably the mo- no, <laughs> no, indeed it did not. That was ten bucks set on fire. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You, you still have that 20 bucks you won from Vegas, though. Oh, yeah. Unless no, you put actually, that in your... I don't. It's in my four, Roth 401k. <laughs> mm. It's in an index fund, and it's grown, by the way. It's now worth, like, $22. Hey, now you can take your 22 and throw it on Brock Purdy to win the Heisman. <laughs> wonder what his odds will be. I'm going to guess not very good. <laughs> he'll be on the he board. W- do you think so? I mean, he'll with the other category. I think It'll probably be like a plus like 2,000. Won't everybody be on the board in the other category? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll be on the board. I think Phil Steele, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but had him in like, a, like the dark horse kind of section. I was at a bar a couple weeks ago. Oh, man, I wish I had the guy's name because he was really cool. He listens to the podcast all the time. It was, it was one of the dads of one of the freshman offensive linemen. And he, it was at Carl's. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I think comes, I know who you're talking about. He yeah. comes up to me and he's like, Hey Williams, uh, like your work. Man, Purdy's, I've talked to him a bunch of times. Purdy's winning the Heisman. I mean, this kid, you know, he's around the house. He's got that look in his eye. Brock Purdy's winning the Heisman this year. And I was like, wow, that, that'd be really incredible. So there you have inside information from a player's parent that he believes. At Carl's place. <laughs> at, yeah. But he believes Brock Purdy is not only capable of winning the Heisman, but that he's been working hard and he has that look in his eye. You take that to the bank. I, I think I know. I think I've talked to that guy before, too. And I actually think that he said something similar to me as well. Probably. That I was really disappointed. Yeah, I know who it is. That Taylor Horton Tucker uh, didn't get drafted by the 76ers like his uncle told me and my dad that he would. If that would have come true, that would have been so great. You've heard that story, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I told you that story. You came and told me right after it happened. You're like, hey, I heard uh, Taylor Horton Tucker's going to the Sixers. (laughs) My dad and I are in Kansas City. We walk out of Johnny's. It's like Wednesday before the tournament. This guy grabs my dad. He's like, hey, are you a Cyclone fan? And my dad's, like, wearing all Cyclone gear. He's like, yeah. And he goes, do you like Taylor Horton Tucker? My dad goes, well, hell yeah, I do. And this guy goes, well, you better enjoy him this weekend because he's gone. He's going to the 76ers. 76ers are going to draft him. I imagine that if he's that willing and open to 
give up that kind of information, they're probably not giving him very good information. <laughs> I, I think it was proven that Taylor Horton Tucker didn't have the best information. Or he could have had that just Rich Paul just, like, promise. Like, yeah. you're going somewhere. Like, we're going to take mm-hmm. care of you. It so happened that he went where everybody yeah. that is, yeah. is, is repped by Rich, Rich Paul is going. Unbelievable. <laughs> J.R. Smith. Okay, um, intern Brandon, where are we arguing with, Sto- with Phil Steele now? So, yeah, I talked about oh, his... Yeah, we're still talking about the All-America team. Oh, yeah, we're talking about me. his whiffs and, like, last year's. So, he has this year's preseasons. He has K.J. Hill, who's an Ohio State receiver. Super talented guy, but, like, last year's stats, he went 70 receptions, 885, and six touchdowns. Those are good numbers. But he lost one of the greatest passers that Ohio State's probably ever had. Like, I'm not going to say he's the best, but, I mean, he threw for 4,800 yards and 50 touchdowns. And then you bring in Justin Fields, who went 4 for 13 in the spring game for a little over 100 yards, and 98 of those yards came on one play. On 4 for 13 passing, you had over 100 yards? Yeah, 98-yard reception. So, like... I, feel, I think Fields is a little similar to JT Barrett, and there's no way that K.J. Hill improves those numbers. So. Yeah, one thing I've, uh, as you're going through the All-American teams, the one thing I've kind of picked up on Steele over the years is when you get to, like, the third, and he, he does, like, the fourth team. Yeah, he does a fourth. And like, he's, he's just going off of stats. Yeah. He's, like, digging deep. Yeah. Like, looking for guys that it's, like, if they did somehow make the All-America yeah. team, he could sit there and be like, hey, I called that one. Mm-hmm. Called that one. Told you guys. Maybe, too. I mean, I know he talks to all the coaches. I mean, maybe he's – Hearing some things. Maybe he's doing that. But, yeah, it seems to me – because I've, I've always thought, like, there's a couple curious Iowa State ones in there. Well, it's like he had Will McDonald on his – Oh, he did? Yeah, on his All-Big 12 team, That's, I'm pretty sure. I haven't picked up his magazine yet. I'm, yeah, uh, he has one McDonald on the All-Big 12 team. Uh, Will McDonald is actually the, might happen. Will McDonald's the most interesting player on Iowa State's roster this year. Now, don't, don't go off and tell, like, Randy Peterson and anybody <laughs> that, because I'm going to do a big column on that. You already know Randy's listening. Oh, I know. I love Randy. And, but I, I just say, this is, I, I, I want to do this column. And I think he's the most interesting player on the roster. What are they going to do with him? What's his height? Not, not physically, but like how you know how good can he be? What's I, his ceiling? I, yeah. What? There you go. Thank you. I, it's fascinating. You've been out of the game a little bit, so I know. You... I have been out the game. I'm a little rusty. That's why I'm drinking my uh, Celsius heat here on a Friday morning. <laughs> they did not pay for this spot. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> so another one I disagree with is Keyshawn Vaughn. I mean, he was fourth team, so like you just. Who's said. he play for? I think he transferred from Illinois, but now he plays for Vanderbilt. Oh, okay. And he had a good year last year. No receiver from Vanderbilt is going to be on the All-America team. Zero chance. He was... um, No chance at all. He was solid. Um, Their O-line's ranked 11th, though, in the SEC, so it's like... I oh wait, he's a he's a running back. Oh okay, I thought he was a receiver. No, he's a running back. So I don't I don't I mean I think he ran for like twelve hundred yards last year. I just don't see him making an All American effort. And then another one that kind of segues off that is that Phil Steele had two Clemson and two Alabama wide receivers as preseason All Americans. I think that that's probably largely predicated on the quarterback situation. Absolutely. Well, Judy's Judy's really good. Jared, Judy, Judy makes he's sense. Really good. But he had T Higgins second team, Justin Ross fourth team judy first rugs fourth and i found like there's no way that both those receivers can be that productive to get all american status i understand one like i'll take judy and then i could take higgins or ross but there's no way that you have both those guys and then on clemson you have etn in the backfield still so it's like one of those guys sure but there's no way that two from each team make it yeah i have no idea (laughs) 
Is that the Celsius in your brain? Just I, no, I just, no. I'm just, I don't like to BS y'all if I don't know. I, I have no opinion on that. I don't I, know how I possibly could. <laughs> this is why we love you, Interim Brandon. I'm sure uh, AJ Epinesa is on there purely for his performance in the yellow uniforms video. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Steele saw that. Man, he looks good, man. He's got 15 sacks this year. Phil Steele's like... I have inside information that on October 12th, Iowa's bringing back the winged jerseys. <laughs> AJ Epinesa is my first pick in the draft. <laughs> well, God, like, I had so much fun screwing with I Iowa know you did. <laughs> I saw that. It's just like hilarious to me, the ones that don't understand that I'm just screwing with them. And they just take the bait. <laughs> I actually think they're fine uniforms. I have no problem. With <laughs> I actually them. liked them. I, I thought they were all right. You don't they're like them, right. They're all right. They I, need to wear black, black plant. Like I black love their helmets. The helmets are sweet mm-hmm. with the stripe down the middle. Yeah, and the I just like it's just yellow face mask. God, I because I was on the air while I was doing this, <laughs> and I told I was like, if you're listening to my radio show, I was like, I'm totally gonna screw with the people on Twitter here. Isn't gold Iowa State's color though? <laughs> that's not gold. That's yellow. It's like this like. <laughs> garbage it's like yellow. mustard yellow they look like a bottle of mustard <laughs> i liked one guy said that they looked like a rotten banana <laughs> <laughs> anyways we were on the air and i my initial reaction to him was i like him i go however i'm going to troll iowa fans on twitter and just watch the reaction and sure enough here it comes what'd you say like Called them Ronald McDonald's? Yeah, because they always say that about Iowa State. Mm. Well, just, they, that one year they did wear the ones that looked like yeah. Ronald McDonald's. <laughs> but I was just mocking them. The EJ Bibbs game. Yeah. All right, what do we got next, intern Brandon? So speaking of Iowa, um, still has Iowa finishing second in the West, and I think they're going to actually finish fourth. Oh, wow. Okay, why? I probably will take some heat for this. But, uh, well, I, not on this on a, podcast. Say you're on State say, podcast. I know, but you know there's like a few people that'll be like, mm. But I have a... Um, there are Iowa fans that listen to our that's podcast. That's I think and transcribe the things that we say. Oh, yeah, and then they put it on like their message boards or something. Yeah, hey, I think Fitzy's told me that before. If you're doing that right now, hey, tell everybody hello <laughs> from the Cyclone Fanatic guys. Yeah, so I... <laughs> I have um, Wisconsin and Minnesota finishing ahead of Iowa. Wow, you got Min- Minnesota's an interesting pick this year. Their offense is so loaded. They finally don't have a freshman quarterback for flying. No. So, like, the first year that they haven't had a mm-hmm. rookie. Okay, so you got – I think Wisconsin sucks. Have you looked at crossover schedules? Yes, it's brutal. Yeah. But the only thing keeping them afloat for me is just Jonathan Taylor is an animal. And that's another – we won't get if, into that bold prediction. But If Iowa State had hired uh, P.J. Fleck instead of Matt Campbell, would he be on the hot seat going into this year? Who, Fleck? Yeah. Like if he was at Iowa State? Yeah. not. But they And they'd had the same sort of trajectory that they've had at Minnesota. I've just heard a lot of people don't like Fleck. I was going to say, I think that Fleck, P.J. Fleck would have rubbed a lot of people that's the wrong what I'm way very quickly here. So it's funny you mentioned that because I wrote about Fleck in my college football thing for this – for tonight's show i'll read it to you um it's why i have a serious question about pj flex longevity at minnesota he's like a mini harbaugh at a way worse program just wears everybody out rowing the boat is fun in the mac but it's just a fad if you can't win with it in the big 10 yeah that's kind of what i'm saying his stick would have gotten old quick it gets really Mm -hmm. old yeah and he just wears everybody out around him would you see what like i know guys who have worked Mm -hmm. for him who, like, they swear he's the devil. Like, not as, like, a bad person, but, like, to work for, he's the worst, I guess. Because it's just... 
I feel like he's the lo- there's a lot of flash and not very much substance there. Yeah. Where he's gonna he's just gonna constantly be saying row the boat, and you're gonna be like, coach, like what should we actually do on <laughs> on second and nine right now? He's like, row the row, boat, row the boat, fellas, let's go, row the boat. Uh, this is what I have about Wisconsin. I I can't stand Paul Christ as a coach. Mm-hmm. Not personal, obviously. I don't know him. Paul Christ is the guy who the homecoming queen settled on out of high school. <laughs> She should have looked around more and dated, had a few glasses of wine with some strangers and had a little fun. But she was from a conservative family who, who frowned upon fraternizing. She lacked life experiences and picked the first guy who looked at her. That's Wisconsin and Paul Christ. Who's Matt Campbell? I don't have Matt Campbell on here. I would say Matt Campbell is, it's like the movie She's All That, where it's kind of the nerdy art girl who comes from the Mac, but then Freddie Prince Jr. takes the glasses off and gets her a makeover, and you realize she's super hot, (laughs) and she's the chick you want to be married to the rest of your life. Because she's humble. She's humble, and she's still hot. Anytime that you get Freddie Prince Jr. involved, then you know that that magic is going to be made. Because, like, Fleck, if Fleck would have some success, that'd be, like, entitled supermodel type success yeah where Campbell's more like art student still grinding yeah where does Freddie Prince Jr. rank on your 90s actors power (laughs) rankings Uh, he's up there I'd have to think about that one a little more but I we'll flush that out for another Saturday pod (laughs) I don't watch a lot of movies so yeah that's why I'm saying I feel like your rankings would be phenomenal I've got (laughs) I have um I think Iowa or Nebraska wins the west yeah, I mean, I picked Nebraska. Yeah, I have Nebraska. I, I, I'm sorry. I actually did this last week. Um, I think Northwestern's right there, too. Yeah. I the, love well, the North. West is a total. I think it's Iowa, shoot. Northwestern, and Nebraska. I would probably. God, I hate picking Nebraska, but I think that they're going to surprise a lot of people. I'm going to go get a do. You guys keep talking amongst yourselves. What's the caffeine yeah. in the Mountain Dew? We got to add there? that up, too. Yeah. So, okay, I don't want to pick Nebraska either, but I don't even know if it's going to surprise people at this point. There's been so much hype around Nebraska, how everyone's like the dark horse to pick the West, that it's like no one's going to be that surprised if they actually go and do it, in my opinion. But as much as I, I also don't like P.J. Fleck, I mean, did you see what Jerry Kill said about him? No. Like there was a huge beef where it's like, I don't, I'm going to probably end up misquoting this, but like P.J. Fleck said – Something along the lines of the culture needs change. Like right when he came in, culture needs change. The culture was bad or something. And that's like a direct shot at Yeah, anytime the, a coach talks about culture, he's ripping the guy before him. Yeah, so they obviously don't like each other. But if Minnesota's going to do anything, this has to pretty much be the year. Rashad Bateman, um, Tyler Johnson, they have four like seriously awesome running backs. Like if they're going to do anything, it's this year. But we'll 50 more, 54 milligrams, by the way. Okay, so add that up. I'm at uh, 158. Yeah, you're still half of a Celsius. <laughs> you got me. You leaped over me. Okay, what's next? Um, we're going back to the small conference. Actually, this one isn't even that small conference. The AAC. The American. Yeah, completely wrong. Now without UConn. Yes. Well, RIP. It's like next year, doesn't it start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, they're, they're lame duck. What are they going to are they going to go independent? Like, what are they? I don't know yet. Yeah, I think they will. They need to just drop their program. So, intern Brandon is upset with the American power rankings from Phil Steele? Yeah, who they have picked to win both sides. 
So they have Cincinnati way in the East and Memphis way in the West. I'm a Memphis guy. Okay. Is Jay Norvell still there? Yeah, Jay Norvell's an or elite Mike, coach. Wait, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay Norvell. Okay, so yeah. what do you got, intern Brandon? I have Houston way in the West because they're going to run the table. That could oh, be. Yeah, that's fine. About that. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I, I'm not going to kill you for that. And I think I have UCF winning the East over Cincy, but it's going to be tough. Just because, I mean, Brandon Wimbush transferred there from UC- Notre Dame. UCF has to fall off at some point without the elite Scott Frost. I mean, Scott mm-hmm. Frost is the best coach yeah. in all of college football. But they didn't it's exactly true. take a dip. <laughs> it's true. All this is true. They didn't exactly take a dip, Yeah, it's because they still had all the Scott Frost guys. <laughs> you just Once Scott Frost Scott is out Frost. of there, I mean, they're going to drop off. So you like Scott Frost? Oh, he's the, <laughs> he's the best coach we've seen in college football in the last 15 years. They should have hired Bobby Newcomb as their new coach after, uh, after Scott Frost left. Yeah, Frost over Saban. I mean, it's easy. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't uh, – This it's because I have I, so much faith in I Houston. Just, I go off of coaches mm-hmm. and – like, I think Norvell's the best coach in that league. Better than Dana? Ben Holgerson? Yeah, that was my... Yeah. Yeah, he is better than Dana. Absolutely. Better than... Wait, is... Uh, Army's I, not actually in swear that to league. Swear to God, if Campbell leaves tomorrow, I could have Holgerson or Jay Norvell, I'd take Norvell. I really would. I don't think it's that controversial. Like, I've seen what Holgerson could do at a marginal Big 12 job, mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's fine. But I, I think West Virginia has some inherent advantages that Iowa State doesn't. Like, if he was only that there, what would he do here? I would take Norvell. If Matt Campbell left today, I'd if, want Jeff Monken. If Norvell walked in and had, like, fan support like Iowa State does, he would think that it's Christmas Day compared to what he gets in Memphis. Yeah, true. Man, I don't want Holgerson. Uh, stick a fork in him. I don't think you heard what I said about Monken, but that's fine. What, what, he was all pissed off about Holgerson. Yeah. I, I think Holgerson, uh, I'm just, I'm not a Holgerson. We'd have to take back all those shirts. Oh, man, that would be a bad deal. He is, he is, I've always said this about Holgerson. I've said this for damn near a decade. Quality X's and O's, not a leader of men. All right, what do you got next? <laughs> Go off that. Jesus. You know, like, Holgerson drinks, like, Three Red Bulls a day. That's, that's still that, barely that, is more than like, Celsius. It's like He's one a huge Celsius. <laughs> what a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, so Steel has two a win. How many more do we have here? I have two. Okay, two cool. Okay, so two for Heisman. I have Ellinger winning the Heisman. That's kind of mainly just opinion, and I could obviously two makes sense, but hasn't all of these things been your opinion? I guess so, Jared. I'm going to have to chug this monster to get back on your level. I'm just stating a fact. Who's know. your Heisman pick? Who's my Heisman pick? Uh, probably Trevor Lawrence. Who's yours? I mean, that would be the easy route to go. He's the best player in college football. Adrian Martinez is mine. I'm changing <laughs> my mind. Um, let me think. I haven't really thought about this stuff much. I thought you were a big Texas guy. I am a big Texas guy. I think he's there. I think he's in New York. I think Hertz could be in New York too, but I don't necessarily know if either one of them wins. I mean, Lawrence is clearly the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. Nate Stanley, if he's not there, but, um, AJ Epinesa. <laughs> Who's the, is Nate Easley? Did he? Did he yeah, graduate? he's gone. He's gone. Okay. Then yeah. Nick Easley. Nick Easley. <laughs> 
Okay, let's move on. I'm just being mean now. Uh, We're being squirrely after all this caffeine. <laughs> so, so much. We have, a, we have a meeting in half an hour. We're meeting with this new podcast lady. Yeah. Uh, I swear we're not drinking alcohol either. It's just the Celsius. <laughs> Which is going to get shut down by the FDA in like two weeks. Yeah, after I die of a heart attack. <laughs> I hope you guys have been paying attention the last couple of years. Okay, go ahead. Okay, that's my. Let's see. I'm going to look through the list to make sure. Yeah, this is my last one. <laughs> it's the Kansas one. Yeah. <laughs> Jared's like, I hate this Bring podcast. it. Bring it hard. Okay. Steel has <laughs> Kansas obviously finishing 10th. They're going to finish seven. Such an easy prediction. He's got to finish in seven. If they, win, if they win six games, they have to finish not 10. Who finishes 10th okay. then? All right. <laughs> tries to bring us back in. I'm, I can see where you're at on Kansas. I really can. Here, this is my take on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right. In defense of intern Brandon. So, I don't think that Beatty was as bad as people think. I think Beatty was hired to because he was an easy guy to fire. Think Charlie Strong at Texas on a much lower scale. Beatty was brought in to clean up the trash. Take, he's taking out the trash, cleaning up the trash. He's sweeping the garage. Okay? The garage is clean now. And you bring in a solid... Uh, I think Les Miles, from an Iowa State standpoint, I'd rather like Les Miles be at Kansas than Jay Norvell, put it that way. Because Les Miles doesn't really scare me to creep into the top half of the Big 12 to become real competition with Iowa State. But I think he's good enough to solidify them with the players that they have. He's good enough to get some guys in there. And here's where I'm with intern Brandon slightly is the Big 12 is in a state of turmoil right now with its coaches. There's a lot of new cultures in there, and I think that you get midway to the season, Kansas is going to be, instead of like a 17-point underdog in a lot of these games, they're going to be an 8-point underdog, and then who knows. I don't know if they get to 6, but intern Brandon, I'm with you in the sense that I don't think it's like a stone-cold lock that they finish last in the league. Boom. Who do you have finishing last in the league? West Virginia. He's a good coach. I know. No, I like him as a hire. It's just they're losing. So, like Marcus Sims just transferred out. They're like one of their best defensive players transferred out. Like didn't Kenny Robinson transfer? Yeah, out? that's yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm yeah talking yeah. about yeah. He's what about uh, Tech? Where do you have Tech? Matt Wells, friend of the podcast. Mm, that puts some pressure on. Uh, it's okay. I, can... I have Tech. I have K State ninth, and I have Tech. K's, yeah. I think Kansas beats Kansas State this year. I just wish they could have done it against the Vampire. I wish the that Vampire could have gone out like by going 0-9 in the league. <laughs> then he wouldn't have gone out. He would have came back. Again, I won't like go to the extent you did by picking Kansas to yeah, it's win late. six. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> but I do. Like, what's their over-under? Do you know? I think they were set at like three wins. That's I, what like. I would play I the over. I at three. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's your play. There's your first play for the man. I got a couple of locks in the Big Ten. Once the uh, the the betting opens. Northwestern's at six and a half. Wow, that is a god. That's darn free money. Lock. Yeah. They're always. If you go, I would bet. I don't have the stats in front of me. I would bet if you go like the past the last ten years in college football, the most underrated team in college football would be Northwestern. Yeah, they're going to be... They're always under underrated under Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. They're going to be sneaky this year. They have the Clemson transfer, Hunter Johnson. Yeah, you damn right they do. <laughs> and they got all those other guys back. 
They won nine games last year. Yeah. They, Why in the hell is their number six and a half? I don't understand it. Maybe they know something you don't. Potentially. They're getting comfortable in that new building. Whoever All they of a sudden, is, they feel like they're not the, the cute little underdog anymore. I don't anymore. really care what quote-unquote they think. I need to know what intern Brandon thinks because he's smarter than they are. <laughs> and he thinks that Northwestern's over six and a half. How did the bets go that I told you in Vegas when you texted me? I think I did. I, I did really well. I won. Um, I cleaned up mm-hmm. in the sports book that those couple days and invested it all. And then put them all one day I had IRA. one day I had action on twelve major league baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> then the, how many major league baseball games have you watched that aren't the the Atlanta Braves? <laughs> Not, none, <laughs> literally none. Um, the best one though. So I was out there. It was during one of the NBA final games. It was game four, I think, when. Um, Toronto won in Golden State. So I had Moneyline Toronto. They did, they, they did that three times, didn't they? Okay, but it was the first one. <laughs> okay. Or game three. Okay. That's what it was. And I, I had like four player props going. Yeah, I remember you like sent two. me those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cleaned up on that game. It was great. It's like Draymond Green points and rebounds. Yeah. Under Kawhi Leonard, or like Kawhi Leonard those, had something. Those are great because you're sitting there and you're like, you have to, like, count, you know, like, during the game. It was, it was a lot of fun. We were sitting in Otzelberger's backyard, just like Carper and I had, like, a piece of paper, and we are just keeping tabs on Draymond. It was awesome. <laughs> All right. That's it. That does Brandon. it. That does it. What do you want your next project to be? Who do you want to challenge next? Yeah. So you think Phil Steele is full of crap. I guess so. <laughs> I can't believe I disagreed to that. <laughs> He's gonna. I hope he. Like, He's a great guy. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Like his stuff's great, but he won't, he won't care. You still gave him his your fourteen dollars mm-hmm. for the magazine. I bought the online one. It was a little cheaper. Oh really? Yeah, yeah I'll pro- I bought the online one too, but I'll probably buy a hard copy as well. I'm a hard I, copy. I, I need a hard copy, but uh, I I wanted to get it early. Yeah, I did it so that I could put the put an article out about it. Yeah, I'm a. Oh, by the way, uh, I've got a I've got a gift for you. For me, yeah, it's uh, another hard copy of something. Got you an AP style book. I have one. <laughs> guess Brandon can have. <laughs> I'll have another one, I guess. <laughs> nice. Thank you. You're welcome. I think I have one. All right, the Jacqueline no can have it. I think Jesus, I this, guys. <laughs> this is how like I, I lo- like Christmas morning. Your parents get you like a new video game. Well, I already have ten of them. <laughs> I guess I'll use them. Hey, the AP style book does change every year. It's like the yeah, new NCAA football. That's why I bought I it. Get the, I, I get the new NCAA football. I'm like, hey, man, I have the last 10. No, you 10. don't because Ed O'Bannon ruined it for everybody. I did read O'Bannon's book. He makes some valid points. <laughs> but. Still pissed about it. it. Intern Brandon, did you ever hear about when Ed O'Bannon came on my radio show? No. Did, oh, the no. first question I asked is if he had any regrets from ruining my childhood and, like, the rest of all these other people. How did he take that? Has he met you, like, prior to that radio show? No. It was the first, <laughs> first, first thing you Literally the first thing I ever said to him. And he... he 
first of all, I guess like I'm not the first person who said that. <laughs> Secondly, he was not amused. Like, he did not play along with it. It was not that fun. Yeah, he quickly was. I remember listening to he it where just, he quickly shut that down. Oh yeah, and he he was just annoyed. Well, and you could tell that he had been asked that before. Many to times. where it's like he he took it in stride, you know. But at the same time, you it's like this guy's definitely not here to like play the game. No, he's he's definitely this, here to say screw yeah, you, dude. This is not like a WWE guy coming into the studio yeah. and like me doing like a You should oh. get uh, Sam Keller on. He's the other guy that got it. You remember him? I do not remember him. He was like the other dude who was involved mm-hmm. in that. Okay. Did he write a book? I don't know. Interesting. I'm not sure what Sam Keller's doing now. He broke his collarbone playing against Texas and whatever that was like 2007 for Nebraska. Bill Callahan's last year. Bill Callahan. Is he still coaching? Yeah, I think he's with, like, the Redskins or something. Yeah. He's somebody's offensive coordinator. He's one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL. Good stuff. All right, boys. Uh, this is a fun Saturday podcast. Remember to go out and buy some Iowa pork. Go buy a car. Trade your car in. Trade your car in. And try and stay warm. Or cool, that would be. This I don't think anybody will have problems staying try warm. Try and stay cool. Uh, take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. <laughs>